Hello, beloveds, and welcome to Christian Emotional Recovery, a podcast for those who are survivors of childhood trauma, emotional neglect, and narcissistic abuse. This podcast is hosted by Rachel Leroy, a college professor and trauma survivor. Many of us spend years trying to heal and don't get anywhere. We don't always target the trauma itself, which is so often what keeps us stuck. This podcast is where faith meets science. Rachel is an emotional healing expert with 20 years of experience applying healing modalities that helped her start making progress after nothing else worked. She'll show you how to do the same. Each week, we'll cover a topic that will show you how to heal trauma for good. Please check out our website and show notes at christianemotionalrecovery.com and join the Facebook community, Trauma Survivors Unite Christian Emotional Recovery. Hello, everyone. Welcome to podcast number one of Christian Emotional Recovery. I wanted to start a podcast for a different niche of people, and I felt like this was an area based on my personal experience and talking to other people where there's a need to help people who are suffering from the effects of abuse, trauma, shame, guilt, depression, anxiety, PTSD, bipolar disorder, and similar mental health issues that usually come from the effects of a childhood that was less than ideal or some kind of loss or traumatic experience that completely changed you. And basically, I'm first going to read the description of the channel and I'm going to offer some idea of what this podcast is about to see if this is a good fit for you. If it's not a good fit for you, then there might be another one out there that's better for you, and that's not a problem. So the description of my podcast asks, do you suffer as an adult from the effects of childhood trauma, shame, guilt, depression, anxiety, PTSD, And suffer from these things alone, without relief, and scared to admit that reading the Bible, prayer, and Christian devotions don't completely heal you, and you worry about what others think if they knew that? And do you think that there's something wrong with you? Do you feel like maybe you're fundamentally deficient in some way deep down inside? You tried all the conventional Christian methods and you're not healing, and you feel a lot of shame about the fact that prayer and worship and church and scripture and having people pray over you and reading the Bible and doing devotionals, they help, but you're not healing. You're not actually getting real long-lasting results. You surrender to Christ, but you don't make progress in finding healing and relief. Healing from deep trauma requires something more because trauma actually changes the shape and the chemistry of your brain and how your brain works. So we must target the stuck trauma and conditioning embedded in our brains and bodies. We're actually programmed from that trauma. And that trauma, based on scientific research, is actually stuck in our bodies. And it's actually stuck inside of our unconscious mind. And until we relive that stuff in a safe environment, until we do specific 
specific things to release that trauma in our lives, we continue to have the effects of that with these different symptoms that can affect us physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, financially, and in every area of our lives. I understand from experience. And Christ's grace and love are crazy, reckless, and radical, but he's also rational. And this podcast is a touch about the crazy love of Christ to heal, but it's also balanced with rational science and spiritual modalities that actually target the root of trauma so that you can release it from your body and from your mind. You can do certain kinds of things all day long. And for some people, they may help heal them partly. And for other people, they may not heal them at all. But if you don't understand the nature of trauma and understand the nature of where a lot of these issues originate, and if you don't target the original causes of those and process those properly, you will stay trapped in the trauma, the depression, the anger, the, the confusion, the guilt, the monkey mind, so to speak, you know, the constant distractions of not being able to focus on anything because you won't be able to heal. And I believe from my experience and from the research that I've done and the courses that I've taken that trauma can actually block the healing power of Christ in our lives. It's not that Christ cannot heal us. It's not that his power is an absolute in terms of what it has the potential to do. But why, if we constantly read scripture and hear people say that they've been healed completely or that they, you can be healed, why do so few people actually do it? Where are the results? We see people do it, but it seems to be for every person that has radical healing in their life or even significant healing. It may not be 100%, but they get a lot of relief and they function again. But... Why is it that for every person like that, there's 10 that are secretly suffering at the same time? And one purpose of this podcast is that I'll teach you to access the deeper parts of your mind where the key to healing and releasing trauma resides. That's what's different about this channel. It gives strategies and resources from a Christian perspective that can be used by anyone to find healing even if nothing else has worked. Some things that this podcast will cover are how the brain works, psychology, emotional freedom technique, also known as EFT, meditation, body work, and other strategies that are scientifically proven to help people release the roots of trauma in their lives and to figure out ways to work through those original traumas so that you can finally find relief and be free. And if you're interested, I have a Facebook group called Christian Emotional Recovery. And I have a YouTube group called Christian Emotional Recovery as well. That's YouTube. And I'll provide a link to both of those in the information on this podcast. So please feel free to check up out my other work. I'm also a writing instructor who has a writing business, so if you're interested in that, check out my website at rachelleroy.com, rachelleroy.com. But I wanted to tell you a little bit about what this podcast is about 
in the opening so you can figure out if this is something that is for you or not. And I feel like it's important to be honest up front. I'm not trying to be dishonest with anybody. I'm not trying to be bait and switch anybody or anything like that. But in my humble opinion, I have read a lot of articles and seen a lot of YouTube videos and seen a lot of web pages where well-meaning Christians have poo-pooed basically any modality that does not follow strict conventional practices of modern American Christianity. For example, scripture, Bible study, devotionals, church, praise and worship, quoting scriptures, prayer, having someone pray over you. All of those are wonderful things. And I believe that those things can heal people thoroughly in many cases. But for some people, they do all that stuff for years and years and years and years and years, and it doesn't work. And it's not because those things aren't effective and the power of God isn't in those things. It's because of the specific nature of their particular situation. Usually it comes from some kind of childhood trauma or programming, and it's really hard to reprogram that stuff. And you can reprogram it by quoting scripture and doing praise and worship and going to church and having people pray over you and studying the word and living the word, but it does not get to the root of the trauma. And in many cases, it does not completely heal a person. And it's not because God is not powerful. It's because there isn't a path into that place where the shame, the guilt, the depression, the hurt, the PTSD, the depression, all of that stuff resides. And so there has to be a way to open up and clear a path into that. And when you do that, you have to know what you're doing. You have to be very careful. And so I do want to put a disclaimer on this podcast And that is, please, if you suffer from the effects of trauma, if you ever have suicidal thoughts or feelings, if you're ever in a deep depression and regular coping strategies are not enough, if you're completely overwhelmed, please speak with a counselor, a psychiatrist, a pastor, somebody. Talk to a friend who cares. But do not, promise me, do not, Sit back in shame, thinking that people will think you're weak and that you're sinning or anything like that. If you are suffering from those kinds of things, it is not because of sin and it's not because you're weak in most cases. In most cases, it is because you have a mental health issue that needs to be addressed on a holistic level. And when I say holistic, I mean physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. We need God to help us heal, but we also need a psychiatrist or a psychologist who, if necessary, can give us medication. I don't believe there's any shame in taking medication if somebody needs it. And some people have, I believe, hereditary depression and hereditary bipolar disorder and hereditary anxiety. And I'll talk about that more later and give my theories on that from years and years of study and personal experience and conversations. But I just want to tell you a little bit more about this podcast. If you suffer as an adult from the effects of childhood trauma and or abuse, and it doesn't even necessarily have to be that you were sexually abused or that you were beaten or that you were 
molested or something like that, or that somebody called you names and told you you were worthless, you know, every single day of the week. It could be more subtle. The the kind of abuse that's overlooked and that can be the most damaging is the kind where you're emotionally neglected, where your feelings are invalidated, where you're not taught how to handle traumatic and emotional situations, where something else is always more important than you, where you're not seen, where you're invisible. That kind of consistent experience from a child can be more damaging in some cases than getting hit a few times. I'm not condoning getting hit and I'm not undermining the damage that can do. I'm just saying that the path to recovery from that kind of situation can actually be infinitely more difficult because it's slippery. It doesn't have a name. A lot of psychologists and psychiatrists are not even educated to label that as abuse. That is abuse. And it might be abuse by, by omission. And it might even be somebody that didn't mean to hurt somebody and they were doing the best they could. That does not condone their behavior. But I'm just wanting you to tell, wanting to tell you that hidden abuse, emotional abuse, and abuse by omission and neglect are just as bad, if not worse in some cases, in terms of their effect. Because if you were sexually abused or if you were hit, at least you can give it a name. At least you know that you were abused. It took some people I know 20, 30, 40, 50 years to even understand that they were not intrinsically deficient. They they had all these emotional problems and they're like, what the heck? I had a little bit of a rough childhood, but good grief. Why do I have all these problems compared to all these other people with similar backgrounds? It's not because you're deficient. It's because that stuff was swept under the rug and suppressed and you were told because maybe you had food on the table and shoes on your feet and you went to the doctor and you went to school. Maybe your parents even took you to Disney World or Six Flags that because you had all these things, you were fortunate, and that, you know, if you responded this way, there was something wrong with you where you were born that way. You were not born that way, my dear. You had programming put in your head, for better or for worse, even if the people around you didn't do it on purpose, that taught you you were worthless, and that put that trauma into your head. This is not in order to point fingers or to blame, but I want you to understand the fact that hidden abuse exists, emotional neglect, invalidation, and abuse by omission are just as damaging, if not more so, because of their slippery, subtle, tricky, hard-to-pin-down nature. And a lot of people, most people, I would guess, aren't even aware that they are experiencers and survivors of abuse. And they feel like there's something wrong with them. They're overreacting to a few bad things that happened in their childhood. There's no doubt that there are some people that maybe do overreact to a few bad things that happen. But if you feel like on some fundamental level that there is something wrong with you and you suffer from anxiety and depression and PTSD and you don't remember having anything super traumatic happen to you like a bad car wreck or losing a parent or having cancer or somebody, you know, chaining you in a basement or beating you up or sexually molesting you, 
If you don't have remembrance of that, but you still have those symptoms, chances are you may have experienced abuse by omission, neglect, invalidation, or parents or people around you that just didn't know how to see you and validate you. Maybe because they weren't validated themselves. And I'm here to tell you that I see you and I hear you. And your experience is not, you're not the only person who's experienced that. You are not crazy. You're not imagining things. You were not born deficient. Your shame, your guilt, your depression, your anxiety, your PTSD, your fight or flight responses to things, you're walking on eggshells and taking things personally. That is not your fault. You are responsible for taking accountability of the stuff that's in your head, but you did not put that stuff in your head. And I want to tell you that God loves you and that this podcast will balance the crazy, passionate love of Christ in His grace with logical sound, scientific, and psychological modalities and research. If you feel like an outsider, if you suffer from shame, if you suffer from guilt, if you suffer from depression, anxiety, PTSD, any of those things, if you feel like there's something intrinsically wrong with you, and especially if it's very pronounced and you have all of these Issues that other people around you don't seem to have as much. I mean, we all have issues. But I mean like you really are hurting inside and suffering. Then I want you to know that you are not the only person who's experiencing that. There is nothing wrong with you. You are not deficient. You are not crazy. Something happened to you when you were younger. And you need to investigate. You need to study. You need to learn as much as you can about your childhood And if somebody poo-poos that and shames you for doing that, you need to realize that you need to push through that and do it anyway. Don't go telling people that you can't trust what you're doing. Just do it in private. Let God guide you. Let God heal you. And so this podcast is about the healing journey. And it's unique for everybody. You need to realize that what works for one person won't work for another. And I believe a lot of Christian teachers are well-meaning and they poo-poo ideas like meditation and EFT and psychology and tell you those are not biblical and they'll open the door to evil forces. And I can tell you from 20 years of experience in meditation that I've never had that experience one time. Christians should be free to discern with scripture and with the guidance of God on their own, what modalities and what methods they should do and not do. I'm not saying you need to use meditation. I'm not saying you have to use EFT. I'm not saying you have to use body work. And this group is not just for people who use those practices. But I'm going to show you some of those strategies. And if you feel like that strategy is not for you, if you feel uncomfortable with it, if it just doesn't work for you, that is absolutely fine. You figure out what works for you, what resonates with you, What do you feel comfortable with? What sits right in your conscience with God? And don't do something if it doesn't. 
follow your guidance. Follow what God is telling you. Follow what your interpretations of the scriptures are. All I ask is that you allow other Christians and other people to feel free to do the same. This channel is not for people to attack or to judge or to bully or to preach to people because they choose to use a different strategy than somebody else. This channel will talk about using discernment and insight and experience and scripture and truth as well as conventional, traditional methods that do help. But I'm just saying that for a lot of people, that hasn't been enough. And so if you surrender to Christ and God, but you don't make progress in finding healing and relief, I understand that from experience. And it took me, it was about a couple of years ago before I even made any real um, progress in my life. I literally spent 20 years reading books, doing meditations, taking classes, joining groups, going to therapists. You get the idea. Does that sound familiar? If it does, then I made this group for you. This is for people who have tried everything and they are not finding relief. And I am going to give you as many things and as many tools as possible to help you to throw the kitchen sink at this situation that you're in because I do believe people can heal. It's hard work. So if you are afraid of hard work, then these methods will not work for you. It's, healing is not for the faint of heart. It's hard. It's painful. It's difficult. It's scary. It's vulnerable. And it can even be dangerous. And that's why I said, please do this with the guidance of a practitioner or a therapist who is trained in these areas of healing work, okay? Please get the help of somebody who knows what they're doing and interview them. Ask them questions. Make sure that they're familiar with abuse if you've had that experience. Make sure they understand the nature of trauma on a deeper level and that they know specific therapies that can help with that particular problem if you're having that problem. Study trauma and find out what the nature of it is like. Read articles, take classes, watch videos, join groups, learn. And so healing from childhood abuse and trauma, PTSD, narcissistic abuse, if you have been manipulated or controlled by someone emotionally, you might want to do some research on narcissistic abuse. Emotional neglect and hidden abuse it requires something more than the conventional approach. That's my opinion. I believe people have been healed without those modalities. I'm just telling you from my experience, it didn't work for me. And it helped, but it did not heal me. And so we must target stuck trauma and conditioning embedded in our brains and bodies. The nature of trauma is that it literally becomes lodged in our neurological pathways in our brain, in our body, in our system, and it creates psychosomatic physical problems, chronic conditions and pains and diseases. And, you know, it, pretty much everybody knows that a good large percent, 70, 80% of health problems are related to stress. Trauma is just stress that is stuck in the body. And what's hard to understand is that a lot of people to this day condemn 
seeing a psychologist, looking at the science behind healing. But if you were to have diabetes and you started having imbalances in your blood sugar and you were feeling weak and shaky and you went to a doctor and the doctor told you to change your diet, to start exercising and gave you medication to help keep it in balance, nobody would tell you that you shouldn't do that. Everybody would tell you to go to the doctor and see somebody to get it looked at. They wouldn't tell you you're imagining it. You should pray and try harder to make it go away. And if you don't, then you're weak or your faith isn't strong enough or you're sinning. They would tell you to follow what the doctor says and do it and you'll feel better and you'll see results. And that's exactly the cause and effect that happens. Well, when somebody suffers from being oversensitive or getting hurt easily or depression or anxiety or PTSD, they're always in fight or flight mode. They're always stressed out. They're always overwhelmed. I understand that from experience. People will tell you to lighten up, chill out, pray about it, Maybe you're sinning and God is punishing you. You don't have enough faith. You're not healing. What's wrong with you? Be positive. That's one of my favorites. Uh, There is nothing wrong with a positive attitude. Being positive is a good thing. And it really does help people who are suffering from trauma and anxiety. But when somebody tells you to just be positive and it'll get better, that doesn't work. And, and it just makes it worse. And there's something that I will talk about in a future podcast called toxic positivity. And I'm not, positivity is not toxic, but I'm talking about a specific brand of it that people tell you that's misinformed, even though it's well-meaning. So trauma has to be targeted where it's at, deep in our bodies, minds, and souls. It's a holistic process. It's not just your your, your spirit and your soul. It's also your brain. Trauma literally changes the shape of your brain. And it could be that when your mom was pregnant or when you were a baby, there was a lot of strife and conflict. Maybe you didn't get held and touched as much as you needed to be. There's a lot of reasons that people are this way. And it's actually been proven that the first two months of life determine the baby's brain develops so much that babies that are touched, you you probably heard about skin contact and all of that, babies that are touched and nurtured and feel safe and seen, and the mother and the father make eye contact with the baby, and they're gentle, and they're, they, they, when the baby cries, they pick up the baby. There's the Ferber method um, that a lot of people adhere to a lot in the 70s and 80s, and they're beginning to see the damage that that did where you let a little baby cry, just let them cry it out. A little baby that's two months old does not have a capacity for self-soothing. They are completely helpless and they are completely dependent on other people and what they do. So if something like that happened to you, that is not your fault. The first two months of the of life though, the brain develops so rapidly that if the child gets that nurturing, that body contact, that calmness, that kindness, they're seen, they're heard, their needs are met, their diapers are changed, they're held, they're fed, their calm people are around them, they have fully developed neocortices, neocortices, and that's the front part of the brain that governs reason. And people who didn't get the contact, that didn't feel safe, that when they cried, nobody came and picked them up, nobody changed their diaper, nobody held them and fulfilled their needs, 
In those cases, the kids that didn't experience that, even if their parents didn't understand what was happening, their brains, their neocortices have actually been proven to be a certain percent smaller. And so that actually gives people when they're adults a little bit less capacity for higher reasoning and self-control. That does not justify not having any self-control. It just simply means that it's harder for people who experience that to be able to calm down, to come down from something when something triggers them. They're more likely to be triggered and they're more likely to be in fight or flight. They're more prone to suffering from anxiety, depression, and other mental illnesses. That doesn't guarantee that they will, but they're more prone to it. And so trauma has to be targeted where it's at Deep in our bodies, our minds, our souls, our spirits, and our brains. And Christ's grace and love, like I said, are crazy, reckless, radical, and powerful. But trauma can block that power. Even when we surrender, pray, ask for prayer, read scripture, it's kind of getting in there, but not really. So I'm going to teach you in this podcast how to access deeper parts of your mind where the key to healing resides through specific and concrete strategies that will help you to get into those deeper places in the mind, the places where you'll find the healing you've always sought and never gotten. God does heal, but not always in the ways we expect. So if there's anything that you don't feel comfortable doing, then don't do it. But don't tell someone else not to do it if they feel right in their conscience with God about doing it. There are obviously practices Christians do not do. The Bible is very clear about a lot of those. But I believe there's a lot of things that a lot of people don't understand. They're very fear-based. And I'm concerned that for people who suffer from suicidal tendencies and trauma, those really severe effects especially, that if they've tried everything else and nothing has worked... If somebody tells them that psychology leads them into worldly thought and secular thought and that meditation opens a door for Satan and that doing yoga is idolatry and things like that, I've studied meditation, psychology, and yoga, among other things, deeply. And I believe that a lot of those founding fears are unfounded. And that's just my opinion. And when I read scripture, I also find scriptures that back it up. And I'll explain that in a little bit. Once again, I'm not saying you should do yoga. I'm not saying you should meditate. And I'm not saying you should do a lot of those other things. But I was looking at another guy's YouTube channel. And he made a very good observation. That you've probably heard the story about the man standing on the roof of his house. And the floods are coming up. And they're rising and rising and rising. And he's going to drown. And a man in a boat comes by and says, Oh, um... Let me pick you up and help you and save you. And he's like, no, I prayed to God and I'm waiting for God to rescue me. And they're like, come on, you're going to die. He's like, I'm letting God rescue me. And they move on. Man in a motorboat comes by, does the same thing. He says the same thing. And then he drives on. And the man is standing there. The water is rising above his roof and he's drowning. And then he gets to heaven after he drowns. He says, God, why didn't you save me? I prayed. And he said, I did save you twice. And you didn't take advantage of the answer to my prayer, to your prayer. And so it didn't come in the form that he thought it would. He thought it would be like, like God would just come down, touch him and heal him like that. And it would be done. And I believe God can heal people that way. But don't sit around and wait for him to do so. It takes a lot of hard work. And if 
the conventional strategies have not helped you, you need to at least see a psychologist, study psychology, and learn about the nature of trauma. If you don't feel comfortable with the other modalities, that's fine. But study trauma. Study those forms of abuse that I've already mentioned, if that fits your situation. And I guarantee you, that'll lead you somewhere where you'll at least get validation and begin to understand that there's nothing wrong with you. You're not crazy. Your programming and your conditioning are what are off. And that wasn't even your fault. And like I said, this isn't a blame game. This is about you. This is about your healing. And this is about God and His power, His sovereign power to heal. But just the fact that sometimes that channel that allows that healing to come through gets blocked. And this is about clearing that those paths so that God's power and grace and love can come in and heal you. So this channel gives strategies, support, and resources from a Christian perspective, but also from a scientific perspective that can be used by anyone. All are welcome. And so Christians, this is a Christian-based group, but if you're not a Christian and this channel can help you, then you are more than welcome. Please feel free to join us, and we will be glad to help you. But um, it can be used by anyone to find healing, even if nothing else has worked. I'm not going to promise you 100% healing. I'm not going to promise you you're going to feel better if you do these 10 steps. I'm not going to promise you that if you do this work for six months, you'll feel like a new person. It doesn't work that way. You've probably seen those Facebook memes where it shows healing and a straight line is the misconception that we get about the nature of healing. But it shows like if you give a five-year-old a pencil and they're bored and they, they have all this pent-up energy and they scribble all over the page and that's more like what healing is. You do get there, but it's a very roundabout process, kind of like the Israelites in the wilderness, except you actually do get there. It doesn't take 40 years necessarily. It can, but healing is a process. It's ongoing. It's always ongoing. There's always more healing to do, and you continuously learn more and more and get better and better and feel better and better over a gradual period of time. At least that's how it works for most people. You will experience those wonderful cha-ching breakthroughs. And there will be moments where light bulbs are going off in your head and you're like, oh my gosh, you make connections that you've never made before. I've been through this. Healing does happen. You can be validated. You can understand why you are the way you are and make connections in your brain that you didn't have before and disconnect the traumatic stuff that keeps recycling in your head and just won't go away. You can heal. I've seen... I've, I've read, I've talked to so many experts, and they all unanimously say, if you get the right kind of therapies, and if you get the right kind of strategies, you can heal. And they've seen some very dramatic changes in people's lives. So experiment and see what works for you. So my Facebook page isn't just a support group, even though it is. But it's one for people who are serious about healing and are willing to do hard, difficult work. You have to look down into the demons in your soul to heal. It's scary. And sometimes you're going to feel things that are completely overwhelming. And that's why I said if you're in a situation where you're dealing with more than just a little anxiety or the occasional blue mood, not to invalidate those. Those are... You, you, 
you know, those are serious. But I mean, like, if you're suffering from stuff that's so overwhelming you can't handle it, please see somebody who is a professional. Okay? That is all I ask. I am not a trained psychologist. I'm just sharing what I know. And if you're ever suicidal, please call the suicide hotline. Call a friend. Call a family member. They love you. And they will get you the help you need so that you can find tomorrow and see the light again. Because there's always light at the end of the tunnel. As corny as that sounds, there is always light at the end of the tunnel. So this channel... It's a Facebook group, a YouTube channel, and a podcast channel. Uses traditional methods for drawing close to Christ. For example, scriptures, devotionals, praise and worship, and Christian perspectives. But we also use strategies and modalities that allow us to do the deeper healing work that gets in the places where the hurt anger, fear, shame, hopelessness, sadness, and frustration reside. Those strategies may include meditation, emotional freedom technique, body work, psychology, science, and several other modalities as well. Things that we don't do, we don't do witchcraft, we don't do Ouija boards, we don't do crystals, we don't do a lot of those very questionable practices But some of these others, like mindfulness, I believe are gifts from God. If he didn't want us to get better, and if there is no other way for us to heal, and we've tried everything, then I believe those things are a gift from God for us to use to help us to feel better. So the other thing, there are some great groups for emotional healing from trauma, abuse, depression, PTSD, complex PTSD, but this group offers actionable strategies that target the nature and root of trauma and get actual results. I'm putting together some resources. In the meantime, I'm going to share articles, bibliographies, talks, videos, insights, and then I'm eventually going to build my own resources and share them with you. And I will do that as time allows. I do have a job besides this, so it will take some time, but I hope that you will help me to be an active part of the group. I want to have conversations with you. I want to hear how you feel about this, what's your response to this, what kinds of resources will help you, what are your pain points, what blocks you, what's your experience, where have you struggled, where have you not been able to make any progress, and Those kinds of things are the things that I really want to help you with. This is my purpose in life. This is why God put me on this earth, I believe. So this group offers an alternative for believers and others to provide a safe environment for support, resources, and healing. Bashing, bullying, trolling, and even sermonizing to people will not be tolerated in this group. You can share different opinions. You can share concerns. You can ask questions, especially give each other feedback, build each other up. But please, no judging, no bullying. If you don't feel comfortable with something and somebody else does, then give them the freedom in Christ to use their discernment and God's guidance to figure out what's best for them. Because what's best for them and what's best for you may be two different things. So give them that freedom and let them be and just, you know, just say, God bless you and move on. If you disagree with something that they say or do, God bless you and just move on, okay? 
If you have a concern, you can share it with me in a private message, but please don't address personal problems with another person out in the open. Please address those in private, okay? Any um, thing that I feel like goes against the rules of the group on Facebook, um, you can read those rules. You'll possibly be booted from the group if it's a very severe offense. So please respect the rules. Respect each other. Those are there so you can be in a safe empowering, non-judgmental place where you can do your healing work because I believe from experience that condemnation blocks healing and that a more punitive approach, especially for people who suffer from these diseases and illnesses, I believe a punitive approach blocks and slows down healing. I believe that love and kindness, accountability and truth I believe that those actually open you up. If you are overwhelmed with the love of God and you realize His grace and His love and His kindness and His tenderness and how much He approves of you and accepts you and loves you, you're more likely to be free to make the right choices, to do the right things than if you feel um, judged, condemned, weighted down, guilty, and terrible about yourself. And it just makes perfect sense. And if you read about grace, it's it's true. You're free to do the right thing because you want to do the right thing, not because you feel obligated and feel like you have to and you have this heavy feeling, you know, all the time. Being free of that is what allows us to grow, not being that way, you know. But this group offers actionable strategies that target the nature and root of trauma and depression and anxiety and get actual results. Part of healing is accepting the reality of how trauma works. You have to accept what is. You have to accept your personal accountability. Please understand that what was put in your head is not your fault. But you need to differentiate that from being a victim and just going around blaming people. The point is, is to take accountability for what's in your head, even if it's not your fault. Does it suck? Yeah, it sucks. Is it fair? No, it's not fair. It's not fair that somebody you grew up with feels safe and seen and they're well adjusted and their life is 20 years ahead of yours because they've known how to work through life and you're stuck in a place where you still feel like you're 10 years old or you feel like you can't make things happen in your life and you have relationship problems because of all this crap in your head and that's what I'm here to help you with so you can get your life back. And so when that trauma stays trapped in your body, you're more likely to suffer from health problems, relationship problems, problems at work, maybe even finding a job, financial problems. It blocks that flow of good things happening to you and it blocks that ability to actually have the right attitude, mindset, and coping skills to handle life so that you can get successful results. And what you'll find is as you heal, you'll start to see changes occur in your life. It may take a long time. I'm not going to lie. It could take years. But if you're suffering and you're not going anywhere in your life or you're working through your trauma and that's very painful, but you're making progress and you're understanding the roots of what happened to you and you're moving forward in your life and you're healing and growing, which would you rather do with your time? You might as well spend the time doing the work and actually heal And then see the results of that. Even if it's when you're 30, 40, 50, 60 years old, you can enjoy the rest of your life. The life of abundance that God promised to give you. And 
So I hope you'll follow this podcast. And I hope that this message has been helpful for you. And I'll be providing links and I'll be providing a safe environment for support, resources, strategies, and healing. And so, um, like I said, I'll put the link to the YouTube channel. The YouTube channel is the same thing as the podcast. And I'll be putting out either bi-weekly or monthly podcasts until I am able to develop this channel more. And I encourage you to also join the group. It's called Christian Emotional Recovery Support Group. Look it up in Facebook and um, send a request to join. I do filter who comes into the group because I want to make sure that we get rid of people who will be trolls or bullies or, you know, anybody that's like condemning you and making you feel like you're doing something wrong just because you're trying to heal yourself. Well, if that is you, then this is not your group. If those modalities are just something you feel uncomfortable with and no, you feel like nobody else should be doing them, then this is not the group for you either. However, if you um, choose for yourself based on God's guidance, what you feel like you should do, and you give other people that freedom without judging them, then you are more than welcome to join this group, okay? So thank you so much for listening to Podcast One on Christian Emotional Recovery. Thank you so much. Please hit the subscribe button on the podcast, hit the subscribe button on my YouTube channel, and sign up for the free tutorial on my website if that's something you're interested in. Thank you so much for listening, and God bless you. I look so forward to be able to help you to make this healing journey with me and to making you live the life that you have always deserved. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Christian Emotional Recovery, hosted by Rachel Leroy. For links to this week's resources and to join the discussion, check out this episode's show notes at christianemotionalrecovery.com where you can also find links to our YouTube channel and Facebook group. Join our email list and get other episodes and resources. If you enjoyed the podcast, please rate and review the podcast and tell a friend who may benefit from this message. See you next time. And remember, beloveds, God loves you, and you are fearfully and wonderfully made.